we're back uh, for another week with NYFT Podcast. I hope you guys all had a splendid week, and we're back at it again. So, Evelyn, how about you talk a little bit about what's going on today? Yes, I always like to tell people at the beginning of the podcast, too. Um, this is Evelyn and Claudia. I'm the older sister, and she's a middle sister. And, I don't know. It was kind of a crappy day, so I'm really happy that we're doing this podcast. It's like the highlight of my day. The cows are being really annoying, and I'm just over them. So, yeah. Oh, what's new? (laughs) Anything happen to you in your day? Actually, I do know there's something crazy happening in your day. Uh, Yeah, pretty crazy day for me. Um, Today, I got to see my boyfriend, which was super cool because we live, like, 1300 miles apart and he flew to my school today so I picked him up this morning and then he's here for the whole weekend so I'm pretty psyched yay and on more important terms no offense Aiden podcast with Evan Claude. Before we get started today, I'm going to introduce you guys to a company that we've been using and buying for many, many years, Multimin 90. We're super excited to be partnering with them. When I started practice, I never actually worked for another veterinarian. I was more or less trained by my dairy clients. A good place to use Multimin is in generalized health of the animal because the immune system is based on copper, zinc, manganese, and selenium. Have a poor immune system, you're not going to have adequate growth because animal spends all its time fighting off all kinds of diseases. So finding things that prevent problems is the only thing I'm looking for. So that's what Multiman does, and that's why I keep recommending. We have a <laughs> we have a guest today, which I'm really excited because I found her on TikTok. Like I think it was last year. And ever since then, I've been obsessed. Everything about her and her aesthetic on her social media page is just amazing. So today we have Lindsay from Miss Miller Photography. And I'm going to have her introduce herself. Lindsay, tell us about your background, um, how you're involved in ag, and just really anything about yourself. Okay. Well, hello, everybody. I'm, like, fangirling super hard right now because... The New York Farm Girls, like, across all social media domains, it's, like, literally just goals. And I'm cringing at the fact that you said that you like my TikToks because I feel like a dork (laughs) when I record them. And sometimes, like, I will spend, like, 24 hours, like, I'm not joking, 24 hours trying to make the perfect TikTok, and it gets, like, 5,000 views. And I'm like, cool, that was a waste (laughs) of my time. And then I'll just random something that, like, takes no time at all, and it, like, blows up. I'm like, great. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's kind of funny. And then I love watching you guys' TikTok videos, too. Um, Just amazing content that you guys put out. But a little bit about me. Um, A lot of people actually don't know me as Lindsay Miller. They know my alias name, or that's what I call it these days, because it is Miss Miller's Photography. And a lot of my friends here in my small town, if somebody, like, follows me on social media, they'll, like, tell my hairdresser, Cheyenne, they'll be like, oh my god you do miss miller's hair and cheyenne will be talking and she's like oh yeah Lindsay does this and this and they're like who is Lindsay? i'm who are we talking about i'm very confused now <laughs> so most people, yeah most people just know me as miss miller so hello my name is Lindsay. nice to meet you all <laughs> i actually 
am a Western wedding photographer, also a fifth generation beef cattle farmer and silage corn farmer. Um, none of this was ever the career plan or goal. I was actually pretty much, I know all little kids when they're little, everybody's like, oh, I want to be a doctor. Or I want to be like a rocket scientist or something or a firefighter. Like a lot of kids when they're younger, they say they want to be a vet. And that was definitely me. However, I was actually like legitimately almost there. I got like 90% of the way there. And then some unexpected things in my life happened. Um, and it kind of made me take a step back and I had to take a year away from school and I just took a complete year off and I just basically started taking pictures around our cattle feedlot and all these people that I knew from like Denver and like that's a big city here in Colorado if you're not familiar with Colorado, um, they would like see my pictures of like cattle and they just they, they had no idea what this lifestyle was. So I basically just started taking pictures of the cattle for fun because I had nothing else going on in my life. <laughs> and then people started to ask me if I would take pictures of their kids' senior pictures. And I'd be like, is your child a cow? Because that is what I know how to take pictures of. <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of how we got here. Um, and then I guess it was kind of for the better because when I was growing up, I always did a lot of like shadows with large animal vets. When I was in high school, I worked at VCA Thornton Animal Hospital as a kennel technician. I took all my biomedical classes early on in high school to kind of get all that out of the way. When I went to college and played college volleyball, I majored in biology, minored in chemistry with the emphasis of pre-vet. And it was like my dad was totally because my dad has grown up around livestock and horses his entire life. And he was 100% against me wanting to be a large animal vet. Like his thing that he always says about working with cattle is it's not if you're going to get hurt, it's when and how bad you're going to get hurt. Because the fact of the matter is, even like I have a pet cow named Chocolate who's kind of like Instagram famous herself. Like even your pet cattle, like Claudia, I think you had a pet steer or something I saw on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. yeah so <laughs> they can be aggressive. Like even if it's a pet, they are still very aggressive and you can't predict that. So my dad was really against me going to vet school. So I guess it kind of, and not that he didn't want me to succeed, but he would rather me be like a vet for like cats and dogs and hamsters <laughs> and not so much 2000 pound cows. <laughs> yeah, so I mean- For sure. It wasn't, it wasn't anything that I planned. And a lot of people that ask me, they'll be like, well, how did you become a photographer? And I'm like, I honestly never wanted to be a photographer. It just kind of fell into my lap and happened. And then through photography, I've been doing it now for six years. I use my platform that I've grown through being a photographer to help advocate for agriculture. Because the one thing I do know from being, I went to a 5A high school, which is a very big like classification for a high school here in Colorado. And it was about oh 30 minutes away from Denver and I also went to a fairly large college and people just have no idea you know like what what is going on in the world of agriculture there's so many misconceptions and I just try to do my best through my platform to kind of shed a little bit of light and show that we aren't the bad guys there's so many like false informations out there that you know what I mean I feel like you guys do the same thing yeah so that happened to us too like we had no idea that people were so clueless about agriculture until we got on social media and saw it ourselves. And then we're like, all right, we need to change this. For sure. I feel the exact same way. 
And I guess for me, it's probably my pet peeve and people probably think that I'm really mean because I always like, I don't call people out on it, but my, my biggest pet peeve is when people like, I don't know, like you always see like the TikToks or whatever, where they'll be like driving past like a pasture and it has like a bunch of calves in it. And they'll be like, oh my God, look cows. And I'm like, oh gosh. No, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I totally know what you mean. And then and the I, same thing when everybody wants like a pet Highland cow. Yeah. Now I will say I do want a pet Highlander. However, I want it for my print shop because literally everyone asks me, they're like, do you have picture, do you have pictures of Highlands? And I'm like, okay, first off, Claudia, I know, don't think I'm a major creep or anything, but I think you have like a wall tapestry in your dorm room that is a Highland, a Highland cat. Uh, I, just yeah. really <laughs> I swear I'm not a creep. I just saw it one day. Okay. <laughs> I was just going to say that how mad I want one too. And I was like looking into getting one. And then I was like, they are so expensive for yeah. even like the mini ones and everything. But I think it'd pay off. They're so pretty. Yeah. Maybe we can co-parent one or something. Yeah. I'll just, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll take care of it and you can pay for the hay bill. We'll just work that out. Okay. <laughs> awesome. No, but I, I think that, I think it's like a lot of times people are like, oh, well, like, why why do you do things like in your cow calf operation that way like why do you have to turn the bull calves into steers like people just don't understand they think that we could leave bull calves intact essentially i don't know if i can say that on here but they yeah, they, want us, they want us to like leave them intact and they think that you know animal like these livestock can just roam the streets and they're going to survive when in all reality they're going to be extremely aggressive they're still going to reproduce like bunnies and they are like going to get hit by trucks and that's going to be a terrible death and they're not even going to do any good in the world at that point mm-hmm. totally good way to put it oh, that's just and <laughs> i had a question for you um so for anybody who's listening that doesn't know Lindsay has this amazing shop on her Instagram page and probably on all of your social media where you sell different prints and I saw you're selling tumblers now of pictures of cows on and I just love everything. I'm pretty sure Claudia ordered me something. And um, <laughs> I want... So she thinks I did. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't <laughs> confirm or deny any rumors. <laughs> um... I want to know, like, what inspired you to go off on your own and work for yourself instead of wanting to work for somebody else? Like, in the sense of photography or in the sense of agriculture? Or both. Definitely, like, the sense of photography and just, like, how you sell all your prints. I love that. It's so cool. Well, so, first off, um, I was always the kid in school. I, I have, like, extreme, like... I, I, I know it's not something to like joke around about and I'm literally not joking around about it but I have like OCD like when I was in a group for group projects like I was like I didn't trust my peers and I was like um I'm just gonna do it all and you guys can just put your name on it when we you are my favorite kind of group member to have because <laughs> I was not that kind of person at all <laughs> yes yeah, so I, I think I have like a little bit of like some control issues but it's because it's because like I think I think they call it like high functioning anxiety where like you want to be a perfectionist so bad that you have to like control situations and that that's kind of me so I knew and that's whenever I started out and I kind of knew this about myself basically from about 12 years and older which is very young but I think a lot of times kids in agriculture I think we like grow up at a very young age like we kind of learn the harsh realities of the world as far as like finances 
the circle of life, like just things that happen. And I, I kind of grew up very early on and that's, that's how come I knew that about myself. And I knew that whatever career path I chose, I would basically need to be the boss essentially, because it's not that I don't like working for other people, but I like to be in charge of my own future. That's like a better I like way. That. I like so, that a lot. I'm the same way. Yeah, and, and I mean, like, and I think all entrepreneurs are, and you guys have built such a successful business that I think you guys totally understand where I'm coming from. And so the thing is, is like photography, you're going to work for yourself either way, essentially. I mean, there's really not, at least in Colorado, it's not like there's these big, like, modeling agencies that will be like, oh, we're hiring photographers. And if there is, like, you're not going to get paid anything, and it's basically just going to be a waste of time. So you kind of know going in at going in it as a photographer, you're going to be in charge of your own income, nothing is guaranteed and you basically just have to work your butt off, which I know you guys can relate to this working your butt off like if you're raised in agriculture like it's literally like nothing new like you just know you have to wake up every day at a certain time like I know when when COVID hit and all these people had to work from home they're like how do you work from home how do you set yourself a schedule and I guess I don't really know how to explain that because my entire life, my entire family works from home. Like we all have a set schedule. We don't have anybody to tell us other than hungry cows, what time we need to get up and go feed. We just know we have to do that no matter what. So it it worked out very well in my photography career to kind of go in knowing that. Um, So I guess it just makes it really easy for me to work for myself. And the prints actually just started with, um I don't know it's hard to explain I was just taking pictures of the cattle like I said that was like my background in photography and as I started to get into it when I first started photography I tried everything under the sun um literally everything sports newborns I don't recommend photographing newborns to anyone because that is like the most stressful thing in the world (laughs) um but also I don't like babies that much unless it's a baby animal And so um, I, I always would like, if I posted like a senior picture on my Instagram business feed, then I would always like post a picture of a calf or some of our steers in our feedlot. And people would just like go nuts for these pictures of the cattle. And then I started booking weddings because people were like, not, they didn't say, oh my gosh, I think you'd be perfect to shoot my wedding. They're like, I love cows. I want you to shoot my wedding. And I was like, is there going to be cows at your wedding or like why? And they just, no, I just love cows. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> That's awesome. That is super cool. Um, yeah, I don't know if I can have enough patience to do weddings, but it seems pretty stressful. So my question, my next question is, um, we get kind of like a little bit of a slander almost when we talk about like marketing products on TikTok and like instead of like more formal ways like Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and like all the other, you know, normal, like stereotypical ways to market products. But I see a lot of you, like a lot of times you market on TikTok and I just want to know like have you found that to be pretty efficient and beneficial or like would you recommend that to other people? Oh, 100% yes. TikTok is like the holy grail of sales. My sales in 2020, now I'm very thankful because I know a lot of people struggled through 2020 with the pandemic and losing their jobs. And honestly, like, you know, it was kind of weird because when I first started TikTok, I was like, I, I have no idea how to get followers. I made my brother jump off the loader. Don't recommend to try that at home, but I made him jump off the loader and into a pile of wet corn. Um, 
and that's why I thought I was going to get views and I mean that did help I mean let's be honest I got a bunch of girls that thought he was attractive and they started following me and so I was like whoa cool whatever <laughs> my <brother laughs> exited my TikTok account because he gets way too many marriage proposals so um I started like I'm like what am I like I am not funny without my brother like he is like my other app I don't know what to do if he's not gonna like be in my TikTok videos and so I was like, the only other cool thing I do in life is take pictures of cattle. So I started like, I don't know about you guys, but I feel very uncomfortable like dancing. Oh, okay, Claudia is a good dancer. I, I'll give her that. No, I can't. I'm not. <laughs> I can't learn these TikTok dances. I have two left feet. So I'm like, wow, this is not going to work out. Like, I'm going to be such a failure. So I just started like doing like my attempt at a little dance, like just basically trying to move my hips and not looking like the Tin Man. <laughs> like, and I would hold like a canvas print to like hide the majority of my awkward body. <laughs> TikTok has literally probably tripled my sales in 2020. Um, I started my TikTok account in the very end of January 2020, like I think it was like January 28th or something. And in a year, it has tripled my sales um, through my website's e-commerce. And it has just, it's done amazing things for my business. And it is not traditional to sit there and like have some like Cardi B song playing in the background and be like, please buy these pictures of cows. But people do it and I have no idea why, but it works. I think that's awesome. And you were telling us before we started that you have a discount code for our, our followers. So do you want to talk about that? Okay. Yeah. So um, I know that Evelyn has ordered one of my um, cattle tag ear tags, which is a metal cattle tag like house member um, for her new house. And I thought, wow, I should really like give back to you guys and let all of your followers know that I have now activated a discount code for 12% off. Most of my discount codes that I give out are only 10% off. But with my new website that I launched at the beginning of this year, it's going to be 12% off any order over $10, which is basically anything, unless it's just a few stickers, um, which I love stickers, but I'm not the sticker queens like you guys. Like I have nothing funny to say on stickers. <laughs> and so uh, if you guys use the code NYFARMGIRLS, all capital letters at checkout, you'll get 12% off anything in my store that's over $10, which again is pretty much everything. NY and then farm girls. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah, so everybody should go out and get something. Yes. Yeah, well, and actually, I think you should return the favor and get me something now because okay. it just would work <laughs> out better that way. I'll get right on that, Claude. Everything right, is like stuck in Texas right now because of the snow and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> My next question is, what is your favorite part about photographing agriculture? Oh, man, there are so many things. First off, I think probably the main reason I... I, I started photographing agriculture not only to like help educate the public, but I really, I remember in my grandparents in their house, because my grandparents own our entire operation, and my dad and my brother, we all just work for them essentially, and um, inside my grandma's office, because she's like the bookkeeper or whatever, there's like all of these like massive like collage picture frames, which they sound ugly when I'm describing them, but I promise you they're not, and they like have all these pictures of like my dad next to this like giant corn stalks that they got one year out of a silage cornfield and like you know their first semi and things like that their first twin screw truck and it just had there was just all these pictures all over in her office and I just remember seeing that as a little kid when I still thought I was going to be 
a cattle vet and I was like, wow, like this is really cool. And so I like to photograph agriculture kind of selfishly for like my own family because I want to be able to remember these moments because we all know in agriculture, you're like basically one bad thing from happening away from going under or at least that's how most people in the beef industry are right now, um, especially if you're not doing grass-fed beef. So I like to do it so that we have those memories. That's my entire reason for being a photographer in general is just so we can look back on these memories one day and like have actual tangible photos of them, if that makes sense. I love that. Yeah. I am so excited to be putting you guys on to my favorite cheese brand ever. Cabot cheese is literally the best it gets and all three of us have been addicted to it since the beginning of time. It matters even more to me to be eating Cabot cheese because my family is a part of the co-op. They make their cheese products with milk from New York dairy farmers along with other New England milk producers. They are ranked world's best cheddar, which honestly makes sense because they were founded over 100 years ago. So obviously they have it down on how to make the best cheese. Check out www.cabotcheese.coop to see where you can find cabot cheese in your area. I really like this question. I like to ask it to like anyone that I meet and... I think that it really says a lot about people. So I, this question is your favorite piece of advice. Oh geez, now the, the, the pressure is on because it says a lot about me. <laughs> Thank you, Claudia. <laughs> yeah, so basically I'm gonna determine like if I like you right now or not. So. Okay, okay, yeah, um, perfect, <laughs> I can deal with this, all right. Um, sorry to advance, you decided to hate me after <laughs> um, So basically, I guess, this goes, my biggest piece of advice, just because I do have a lot of experience in like entrepreneurship, I didn't ever plan on that, but I do now, six years later, um, just basically going forward. And this is, this is even for like agriculture, you can pay it, apply it to agriculture. If you're going to open a small business, be it a restaurant, a boutique, a photography service, like whatever you're going to do in life, if you're going to own your own business and kind of really, I guess this can apply to anybody, but and I, I preach this a lot on social media. Um, it's it's better to be original than to be a copy. Um, there are plenty of times in the world where people will try to rip off your marketing and your designs and things like that. And I know that's super frustrating, um, especially if that's ever happened to anyone out there. Uh, but just just remember that being a copy, you're only going to go so far in life. And if you're original and come up with your own ideas, now there it's okay to be inspired by people, but to literally copy somebody's business plan, it's not going to work for you. Everybody is different. Every single business is different. I don't care, you know, if we have five different grass-fed beef producers that all have a Facebook page and they all want to sell beef privately, if they all say the same thing and they all use the same little slogan, like it, you're not going to set yourself apart. You have to set yourself apart in life, no matter what you do, whether you're running a business or you're applying for a job, you have to set yourself apart in life. Be original, don't be a copy. I know it's hard. Basically the way that I kind of set myself apart, and it took me a couple of years to find my groove. Um, I basically just started telling people that I literally dropped out of college, which wasn't the plan. And then I decided it would be a great idea to go and buy this little heifer inside of our feedlot, whose name was Chocolate. Well, I named her Chocolate. And I just tell people that and all of a sudden now they buy my prints and they want to book me for their wedding and if they want they ask me if I can help them design their house with their western home decor and I'm like all because I told you guys I bought a calf with zero dollars in my bank account. 
That's awesome. That. And I can totally relate. And I bet you have to deal with the copying a lot. Um, even we have to deal with it, and it's just really annoying. I like your thing of everybody should just be original, and yeah, I love that. Thanks, and I think you guys do a really good job of it too. Sometimes you guys put stuff out there, and I'm like, why didn't I think of that first? And then I take <laughs> myself, and I'm like, they're so smart, dang it. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, I have another question. It is because I always see you out and about on your family's farm. Um, I want to know what role do you play on your family's farm if you are like out there doing field work or whatever, anything that you do on your family's farm? Okay, well, I figured this question was coming and I was like dreading it because <laughs> I literally am like my my dad before my little brother was born, my dad tried to convert me into the son that he never had. Now, I will say I'm basically like a boy, like I am 100% like my dad. I like things that guys like, but I'm like the opposite of Claudia. Like you will not find me in the 8235R. Like I will not be up in that tractor and I will not be driving it. I will guarantee you that. I, I don't do anything with the equipment. I am like, no, 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 that is not for me. You can find me working with the cattle. I love it when we have to work calves. I love branding. I love tagging and banding all the cattle. Like I, I don't do anything with the equipment unless it's literally riding in the tractor with my dad or my brother and I clean the windows off every couple around. <laughs> I am like, I don't, I don't think I'm a bad driver and I know that I'm not. However, I get like extreme anxiety from the heavy equipment and my brother is just like such a natural at it. I'm like, yeah, you can do that. I'll just stay over here with the cows and calves and the steers and like, don't, don't worry about me or anything. And so I, it's kind of funny because my dad, when I was like four years old, I like asked for like this, like Barbie, like, you know, those horses that were like the same size as your Barbie dolls or whatever. And they like, oh, came right. the same. Oh, yeah. I asked for one of those for Christmas. And like, that's what I was begging for. So my dad was in charge of picking out um, some of my presents and my mom sent him to Toys R Us to get this, like um, this Barbie stable dream house thing with horses in it. And my dad found like this replica of a case loader that was like metal framed and it was probably like two feet long by a foot tall and you like pushed it around on your hands and knees and that's what he got me for Christmas and he was like so proud and this was before my brother was born he was like I'm going to convert her into a tractor driving pool if it's the last thing I do and I like open it my mom has this hilarious picture because I just literally immediately just start bawling so yeah it, I have always like People have always been like, why don't you drive any of the equipment? And uh, my dad knows now, but like I do everything with the cattle. Um, when we, since we run a feedlot, when we get cattle into the feedlot, like we'll work like 90 to 100 head at a time. I love to be there doing that, um, but I do not love doing anything in the field because I'm probably going to crash after. <laughs> Evelyn, I feel like you kind of have the same mindset there, kind of like how you don't like driving tractors because you gave you a lot of anxiety too, but I feel like after you did it the other day, you didn't think it was that bad, but maybe I got the wrong memo there. I don't know. No, I am definitely the same way. I feel like there's just so much that could go wrong with like a tractor, but like with cows, like you're so much more like in control. Like, you know, I don't know. It's just cows are just like my happy place and tractors are my stressful, terrible place. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, same. I mean, I just like get this like irrational fear that I'm going to be in the tractor and we're going to be like full throttle and I'm going to forget how to use the clutch or something. And I'm like, I can't stop it. So we're just going like, to yep. drive for miles and miles. I'm going to have to like go into a tree. And if you've ever been to Colorado, there are not a lot of trees. So I'd be driving a long ways before I hit one. <laughs> I can totally relate to that, except my biggest fear is somehow catch on fire. Oh, wow. Yeah, that oh would be a lot. That'd be like the worst type of death. There really is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if I haven't done that yet, Evelyn, it's not going to happen because I've done some pretty bad, like, things like that. So. Yeah, probably. I yeah, think you're fine. I just don't know what you do in the cab of the tractor all day, Claudia. I'm like. Um, I make TikToks. <laughs> and I eat. <laughs> I don't know. I really enjoy it. I feel like I like how I'm just by myself and I can literally do whatever I want. And there's not like a schedule. Like I have to get this done by that time. But I don't know. I really do like it because you can work like. 15, 16 hour days, but with, when you're working with cattle, I feel like it's only a few hours a day. I don't know, at least on a dairy farm. So that's why I like it. But next question. Um, next question is, where do you see yourself in five years from now? Oh boy. <laughs> okay. So I guess this is like a New York Farm Girls exclusive take with Miss Miller. I've been keeping it on the, like the down low. Like there's pro I can count on one hand, like the amount of people that probably know about this. Um, but since my print business has expanded so much in the last year, um, my fiance Tucker and I, we actually bought a house inside of our little small town Kersey because it's like population a thousand people. And also if anybody knows anything about Colorado, I don't know if it's the same there in like New York where you guys are at, but um, basically, I always say if you want to buy like half an acre with a cardboard box on it, it's like $300,000 and it's insanely expensive. So, wow, that is crazy. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like, and especially because the thing a lot of people don't know about Colorado, especially. Um, so there's like, we're essentially along the front range, the northern front range. So it's, we're like, it's like an hour outside of Fort Collins, kind of to the southeast just a little bit. But right here on the base of the mountains, we're so high in elevation, but we're not in the mountains, so we don't get as much rain because the clouds don't really accumulate here. It's basically a desert climate. So the only way we get water is from the runoff and the snow melt from the mountains. So water rights are extremely high around here. Like if you want to try to buy water rights, you better be a millionaire, like a multimillionaire. And um, that's why land is so expensive as well. And also just a lot of people are moving to Colorado and family farms are being overtaken by suburbs. And it's just really sad. So we have, my fiance and I have been like working because we want to be able to move out to the country to be able to bring my cattle operation to a piece of property. We close on our house in Kersey. We close in like seven days. So we will technically be homeless and we're moving in with my mom and dad <laughs> because we are having like a warehouse um, built for Miss Miller's photography to be able to store prints and do all of the work in house. And then obviously we'll be building a house there. So the five year plan is kind of just gonna be like paying off the warehouse. <laughs> um, so I would say in five years, my goal is to actually have that property established, um, have it actually become profitable because it'll be a huge step for my business. That's so awesome, congrats. Thanks. It's kind of, I think, I'm, I'm a total creep. I think one time I remember Claudia talking about one of your guys' podcasts, she wanted to do a barn dominium. 
oh my gosh yes (laughs) those are actually very popular here in Colorado that was like my dream and my goal however like I still financially I'm not there yet so it's like baby steps we're gonna eventually get there but (laughs) that was the the coolest house yeah I I mean that's a plan for me to to do that but yeah who knows it's gonna happen but congratulations on, on that property in your warehouse it's awesome that is a big step, I think, for any business. So congrats yeah. on that. Thank you. I don't know if that really answers you guys' question. I like no. knew that was coming because I know sometimes you guys talk about that with each other on your podcast. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I don't know. Do I tell them? Should I tell them? Because I don't want to jinx it because anybody who's ever bought a house or property, everybody knows. And Evelyn, I don't know if this happened. Like, if you were stressed out about this, but you can literally go up to the date of your closing and something can go terribly wrong and the deal can be off. And it's just so stressful. Oh, yeah, we're not even close on our house yet, and there's been, like, 20 different things that keep going wrong, so we're just praying that we get this house, even though, like, I'm already decorating it and everything, so hopefully we still get it. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yes, and we also had some questions from our followers about you, and one of them was, um, how did you get into photography full-time? I think you kind of already talked about this, but, like, was it kind of like hard for you to like, to like take the jump? Because a lot of people are wondering like how to take that jump. Yeah, of course. And I actually am very relieved to hear that question because like when you guys put that on your story, if you have any questions for Miss Miller, I was like, they're probably going to be like, first off, who is she? Because I, I don't know who this is. <laughs> she is no. not famous. <laughs> but um, so for me, it actually, I got, I was very, very lucky, very, very blessed. Um, I, I owe a lot of it to my hard work, um, because I am a workaholic, not that that is healthy by any means, and I do need to cut back. However, for me, um, like I said, I was never planning to be a photographer. I was like, when I took a year off of school, everybody was like, it's okay, like, you can go back to school, like, you can go be a vet tech, whatever, and I was like, no, if I can't be a vet, I'm not going to be a vet tech, like, I was, being stubborn about it and so I took a year off and so a lot of people don't know this because obviously I don't really have a way to like talk a lot about it on my platform but my family like (laughs) I mean I'm not I don't talk about religion or anything but I always joke and say that our religion is sports like we're extremely competitive and so I played college volleyball and so when I took that year off of school I immediately went into coaching national level volleyball for um, kids under 18 and so that's what I was kind of doing full time. And then the photography gig just started to take take off. And I know a lot of people trying to get into photography, they, they work a second job too. And they're trying to figure out when can I quit my full-time job or when can I go part-time and really start to dive into photography? My main advice is that you have to, whatever part-time job you have, you need to do the bulk of your work on the weekends. And if you do have to work a second job in order to get your photography business off the ground, like you're gonna need to understand that you will be working late nights. Like even right now, photography is my full-time job. And basically, I mean, a lot of people in the ag industry will understand this, but the only reason I can afford to have cattle with the way cattle markets are right now is paying for them through my photography. So even though that photography is my full-time job, I am still working like in the summer during wedding season, I work until 11.30 at night. And I start work at seven o'clock that day. So it's like seven o'clock a.m. I should 
verify that because people are like, wow, what an easy job. You start at 7 p.m. and only have to work a few hours. <laughs> but um, it's, you just kind of have to know going into it that it's going to be a lot of work. As in any career in any industry, if you want to make it, you're going to have to put in the blood, sweat, and tears. And I hate I hate to be the person who's like, oh, it's just butterflies and rainbows, but it's not. And I'm a very like harsh reality check type of person because – I don't know. It's kind of like when you're talking about finances, like you have to literally sit down and be like, can I afford to do this? And so with me, the biggest thing going full time was deciding to give up my coaching career. And I didn't actually want to give it up, but it came to a point where my dad and my fiance literally had to put their foot down and they were like, Lindsay, no more volleyball. Like literally hang it up. You are old. Like that's enough. <laughs> they were a bit annoyed. <laughs> that's funny. Yes, I do know that, especially with how we are now. I I actually had to make the leap to go with New York Farm Girls full-time. But then I was like, I'm going to start working at the farm again. So I know what you're talking about. It's a lot of getting home from working on the farm and just getting right into creating content for New York Farm Girls. So, yeah, so, Claudia yeah. thinks that I'm only working on the farm for content. I am not saying that, but everyone else says that. So I had to feed into it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. And then we have one final question for you before we are done, and it is, what is the hardest part about being a photographer? Huh, everything. <laughs> no, um, I think the hardest part is finding your niche. My mom always makes fun of me because I used to call it a niche. <laughs> So I call uh, it a niche. Okay, okay. So I don't know what it's called. But oh my niche. gosh, is that wrong? <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was niche for the longest time. And I told my mom, I was like, mom, no, people, I've heard people say it on Instagram as niche. She's like, it is not niche. It's niche. So <laughs> I, I looked it up and you can say it both ways. Okay, good, good. Okay. So I think you have to find your niche slash niche. And um, for me, like I said, I tried everything under the sun and um, that was a really hard part of photography was basically shooting newborns and telling somebody like, um, yeah, I'm sorry I sucked. Those pictures are no good. I'm going to go back to taking pictures of cows. See you later. And <laughs> I never said that to anybody, but that's kind of how it felt. And for me, finding my niche was in, um, it was photographing couples because I am like, even though I act like a boy most of the time, because that's just, I was raised in like a male environment, which I'm sure you guys can relate to too, being in the agriculture industry. Unfortunately, that's just, it's dominated by men. And so, um, or at least that was like 10 years ago and stuff when we were growing up. And so even though I'm like totally a tomboy, I'm also super romantic and I love love, if that makes sense. And so for me, it was taking pictures of couples, engagement sessions and weddings and then I kind of started to burn out in that. So that's one thing I think photographers would really struggle with too, or I know I did, is burnout. Burnout is legit and it's real. So for me, it was like, okay, I know I don't want to take pictures of babies. I want to take pictures of weddings and couples. And then I had to take it one step further. And I'm like, what kind of couples can I relate to? I can relate to the couples. People always say that like, they find it amazing. Like how, I mean, I'm not saying that I see it this way, but people always tell me like my reviews, that they think it's amazing how I can find like the beauty and things like agriculture because not a lot of people see beauty in those things. And a lot of the weddings that I photograph are ranch weddings, farm weddings, Western weddings. So I tell people, yeah, I live in Colorado, but I would much rather take pictures of you and your husband out with your cows 
than in the mountains. Like, I care less about the mountains. I want to take pictures of you and your cows and your calves because if you're anything like me, that is, like, your livelihood. Those are your babies. Like, that's what I want to do. So find your niche and then don't experience burnout. And the way you can avoid that is by, you know, finding what you're truly passionate about. And that might be babies, but that's not me. Someone's got to do it. I have a question because I, for my, my personal reasons, how far out are you booked for weddings? Oh my gosh. Oh, that's, a, that's a funny question because so basically, so with COVID and everything, my dad asked me when COVID hit, he's like, how, like, what are you gonna do if people cancel their weddings? I'm like, people aren't gonna cancel their weddings. Well, they will if the state makes them and I live in Colorado and it's, they definitely made them cancel their weddings. So everybody had to postpone their weddings until everything opened back up. But now it feels like people are scared to book 2021 weddings because of COVID, understandably so. But so my 2021 is very open, but 2022 is like booking out extremely fast. And I'm like, what is going on, you guys? Please book 2021 because I might not be in business in 2022 unless you guys put some weddings in 2021. (laughs) Now I'm booking 2021 and 2022. So moral of the story, Evelyn is going to get married tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was actually telling you guys that. My my question for you guys is when am I going to be allowed to fly to New York and we get to do a photo shoot with your guys' cows and you three and you know oh, we get oh to make gosh, some, be a dream. some magic. Yeah, so I'm just waiting on Dustin to pop the question. It should be somewhere soon so I'll be calling you like that day. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys seen the TikToks where like you take your boyfriend's phone and you're like rings, engagement rings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I love that. Yeah, well, that was, I'm really excited. We definitely have to have you out and do a whole session. That'd be awesome. And wow, that was really cool. I loved learning about you. And we're so happy that you could come on. Claudia, do you have any final thoughts? I just feel like this is a market that I really am so close about. Like, I see pictures all the time. Like, oh, my gosh, like, that is such a good picture. But I guess I don't really ever think about, like, all of the work that goes behind them. So yeah, it's very cool to see, especially like your background and everything and how you got into it. So thank you very much for coming on. And yeah. I think that's all I got for today. Oh, I have yes. a follow-up question for you guys. What was your, both of you guys have to answer. What was your favorite memory growing up on the farm with the dairy and all that stuff? What was your favorite memory growing up that kind of like pushed you into the career that you're doing now or the career you see yourself in in a few years? Like what's your favorite memory from the past? farm edition oh i have mine you need to thank evelyn yeah go ahead i feel like i really like loved like chaotic moments all the time and like i loved being busy so like even if like the cows were out or if like something broke or we're like trying to get things in before the rain like that is like my favorite thing ever so i think like trying to be busy and like also like that constant like grind of like working all the time and getting everything done before a deadline like I really liked that so I think that we're I'm obviously I feel like Evelyn and I are too busy right now as it is but um I think that I we really both thrive off of just like being so busy all the time and not having any downtime because when we do have downtime it gets kind of scary between both of us so we like <laughs> to keep busy and I think it's been really beneficial for our business too well, if you like yeah. when things break you should come to our farm because things break all the time <laughs> Yes, I have to piggyback off of that one. I also like 
how the chaos like brings our family together and like there's so many moments of like like we said Claudia when the cows get out like all of our families like working together and like that doesn't always happen it's always like us in our own world and then also I uh, like we used to go to my grandma's house for lunch every day and I was like we just all got together as a family and it was just like this awesome moment and we just like talked about how our days were going I don't know I just like that whole sense of like the whole family getting together and talking and all that totally makes sense and I I feel like we're very similar in those ways because I mean if not you guys put on a great show but I feel like you guys are very close as a family and my family's that way too because like my brother is my best friend I'm super close with my parents like I call my mom every like two seconds in the day to annoy her and then if I ever have a question about life I call my dad and my dad's like I'm trying to feed cows right now Lindsay like just get it out. What are you trying to ask? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I feel like we're very similar in that way. Where we're, like, very close to our families. So I think that's cool, which I think a lot of kids in the ag industry are close with their families because that's, like, all we do is hang out with our families. Yes, and it does go annoying at times, but overall, it's great. Thank yeah. you guys for having me on the show. And, again, like, um, low-key, I really want to come. High-key, maybe, I don't know, I'm trying to talk like a cool person. I want to come and shoot pictures with you guys. Please take me to the East Coast. Um, That'd be so much fun. I mean, I fly back and forth all the time. It's yeah, not too I mean, bad. <laughs> I, I can't imagine. That's a lot of time in an airplane. But, no, seriously, Bring me out. You guys can get some pictures. We'll print whatever pictures I take. and You can decorate your house. <laughs> Unless you want Highland pictures, then I'm not the person to contact. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that idea. We're definitely going to have to have you come out. And I just want to say thank you, everybody, for listening. Don't forget the code NYFARMGIRLS. Use that. Get discount on her stuff. And we'll see you guys next week.